Radio Theater Project. Radio Theater Project. A radio drama series featuring comedy, science fiction, and mystery. 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 Old stories and new. Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today. Crime Thrillers presents The Body Snatchers by Robert Louis Stevenson. In the 19th century, hospitals needed a lot of cadavers for medical students to dissect. No one asked too many questions from whence the bodies came, leading to corruption of the body and the soul. Presenting The Body Snatchers, adapted for radio by Barry M. Putt, Jr. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Having this dinner in my name is such an honor. I can't believe it's been 30 years since I started this position. I've seen the university grow so much in that time. The early years were formidable ones for me, dark ones too, but they made me the leader I am today. I'm proud of that. This school is going strong. We're poised for a bright future, though it wasn't always that way. It's important to learn from our past so we can continue to prosper going forward. The struggles I endured as a student during my postgraduate years best exemplify the growth and honor we all need in order to advance in life. That journey began for me during the spring semester in 1884. I was in the lab with my friend Wolf McFarlane at the time. Todd, what's that long thing there? One of the portal veins. Oh, right. Yeah, I was just testing you. Interns, I want a detailed report on your liver dissection by end of the class. Why is the liver you're working on so enlarged? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's not the liver. It is. Gentlemen? I'm sorry for talking, sir. Uh, he had a question. That is quite all right. The reason Mr. Fettis' specimen is enlarged, Mr. McFarlane, because it came from an alcoholic. Those types are always troubled, terrible people. Like the janitor that used to work here, sir. Precisely. He was degenerate. Go on, pull it, tear it out. He didn't treat it well in life, so why should we after his death? Uh, very well. Get into every crevice so you can provide a detailed report. Yes, sir. Carry on. You certainly know a lot, Todd. Not enough to keep me going. What are you talking about? If my situation doesn't improve soon, I'm going to have to drop out. Why? They reduce my hours at the pub. I haven't been able to find anything else. If I don't find a good-paying job soon, I won't be able to afford to pay my tuition anymore. You can't let that happen. I don't want to. I don't know what I can do. You should go see Dr. Knox. I can't imagine he'd be able to help. I know that he's our teacher and that he runs the entire medical program here, but he gave me a job just a few weeks ago. Really? Do you think he'd be able to help me too? Certainly. Why not? It would have to be for a decent amount of pay. I haven't come across another job at this university that pays better. Really? Yes. All right, then I'll go see him. Dr. Knox? Yes, Mr. Ferris, please come in. Thank you for seeing me, sir. You have quite a nice office. It's rather dark in here, though. Are your shutters stuck? Uh, no, there are far too many distractions outside. They disrupt my concentration and your privacy when I work. Of course. What did you want to see me about? Sir, I may have to drop out of school. Why? Aren't you happy here? Certainly. Unfortunately, I just can't afford it anymore. 
There doesn't seem to be any work available. I see. You wouldn't, by chance, happen to have any suggestions. You're a good student, Mr. Fettis, one of the best in my class. Thank you. I have a job that needs to be filled. It is a confidential position. It involves performing intake when cadavers arrive at the university morgue. Handling dead bodies? That's right. The medical program can't operate without them. Of course not. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yes. You must keep a low profile, though. Otherwise, every medical student will want a position like that. There simply aren't enough of them to go around. I understand, sir. You can count on me. I won't say a word. Excellent. You can start Sunday night at 11 o'clock. That's rather late, sir. That's when the work is needed. All right, then. I'll be there. Good. My secretary, Jane, out there will provide an intake list for you to verify against the cadavers that arrive. You are to make sure that the data on the list matches the bodies. I will, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. You can show your gratitude by doing a good job. Of course, sir. Very well. Goodbye. Evening, Ty. McFarland, you're the one that brings the cadavers here? That's right. I do the pickups and deliveries. That's the first one. I'll get the second one out of the wagon. All right. Why don't you tell me this is what you do? I'm sure Dr. Knox told you this is confidential work. He did, but... Then why are you asking? We're friends. Confidentiality is confidentiality. I know, still. I helped get you the job, didn't I? Yes, and I appreciate that. Then there are no issues, right? I guess not. Good, that was the last cadaver. All right, let's see here. Where did you get this one? I can't find the ID number on my list. Are you sure? Yes, it's not on here. It's probably an oversight. It was on my pickup list. Really? The good doctor's secretary must have forgotten to include it on yours. I don't see it on your list either. It says the body count is two, but the second one doesn't have a number listed beside it. Oh yeah, you're right. Don't worry about it. How did you know to get both of them? They were together when I made the pickup. How did you know that the second one was the right one? Like I said, information is left off sometimes. Don't worry about it. It was probably just an oversight. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow in class. Sure. Uh, now that most of you have removed the thymus from your cadaver, I want you to note any observations you find. I can't seem to get the thymus out of mine, Todd. What do I do? Let me take over. Thank you. <gasps> what is it? The face on the cadaver. It looks familiar. I thought I saw him before, too. I wish I could remember who he was. I don't know. You get the thymus out? Yes. It weighs 23.2 kilograms. According to my notes, that's within the normal weight range. Good. It really frustrates me not to be able to place who he is. I remember now. This is the cadaver you checked in the other night. The one whose number wasn't on either of our lists? I know that. What I mean is that I saw him once when he was alive. You did? Yes. I just don't know where it was. It doesn't matter. Come on, we have to note observations. All right. Excuse me, my good man. 
Yes, may I help you? I hope so. I'm a student at Cambridge University's medical program. I'm looking for information on the cadaver that has this ID number. It will be helpful for my studies. Just a moment. I'll see what I have. Hmm. I'm not finding anything. uh, Oh, wait. Here's the death report. It was filed out of order. Thank you. There's very little information on here. Let me see. That's because the body came in as unidentifiable. I see. Why isn't a cause of death listed? That usually happens when the coroner hasn't completed his investigation. He must have. The body was released for use at the school. There's no signature at the bottom. That means the coroner wasn't done writing his assessment. It must have slipped through the cracks. That's why you got the body prematurely. I see. Should we return it? When you're done with it, the coroner can finish his work then. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. Dr. Knox. Mr. Fettis, please come in. Thank you. The other professors told me you're doing quite well in your studies. I try, sir. I'm here to pick up a copy of the anatomy book you recommended we read on the side. Of course. Uh, Here you go. Thank you. You're the first student that has asked for it. I take my schooling very seriously. I see the evidence of that. Thank you, sir. I see you've started to let more light into your office. Ah, yes. Sometimes there's benefit in second chances. I agree. The shrubs out there certainly are looking shabby. Yes. Unfortunately, nothing can be done about it at this moment. The university is struggling to find help. Really? What happened to the gardener that was here? I was told he quit. I'm surprised to hear that. I spoke with him a few weeks ago in passing. He said he was very happy working here. Is that so? I'm only going by what I heard. I never met the man. I guess my source was mistaken. Of course. I'll be glad to discuss anything in that book you'd like further information on. I appreciate that, sir. I'll be sure to check in with you if I have any questions. Have a good night. You as well, Mr. Fettis. Todd, wait up! Hello, McFarlane. How are things going? All right. I went to Dr. Knox's office after class. He lied to me about knowing the gardener that tended the grounds near his building. Really? Why is that important? I saw the two of them talking in the park one day. He probably just forgot. I would agree with you, except... Except that last night I remember where I saw the body you were working on in the lab. It was the gardener. I suppose it's possible. Even so, I don't understand your concern. People die all the time. Everyone that works on campus is required to have their basic information on file with the city. The coroner's office listed the body as unidentified. Don't you think that is odd? The body could be someone else. Someone who doesn't work for the university. Oh, I'm sure it's the same man. I'm going to look into it. Why? It's over and done with. Is it? Come on, Todd. All I want is to understand what's going on. If Dr. Knox catches you sneaking around, he could lose your job. We both could, if he suspects I'm involved too. It's best to stop right now. He won't find out. I'll be discreet. Neither of us will be able to pay for school anymore if he catches on. Leave it alone. It's too risky. Well, I... I mean it, Todd. Finally, we don't have to struggle anymore. We're actually able to get by now. 
There's no reason to disrupt that. Nothing good can come of it. All right. I'll leave it alone. Good. I hope you're ready for the examination this morning. Of course. Let's walk faster. We don't want to be late. All right. Hello, McFarlane. On your way to Dr. Knox's office to do some brown nosing, are you? I'm just returning a book. You must have really bottomed out on that test yesterday. Actually, I think I did very well. Probably not as good as I did. Well, we will see. Yes, we will. I'll talk to you later. All right. It isn't fair, sir. The money will help the school. There's no harm in that. Well, what about their families? It's a nominal fee. They can afford it. I feel uneasy about it. It isn't official yet. That's a mere technicality. Be soon enough. Even so... If you do your work, there won't be any problems. Confidentiality is an important part of your job, Miss Galbraith. Very well, sir. Very well. Hello? Dr. Knox? Hello? I'm here to return your book. Dr. Knox? Where'd you go? Todd, is that you? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. How did it go with Dr. Knox? Not well. I overheard him arguing with his secretary. What about? Unofficial fees that they charge. What kind of fees? I'm not sure. So? I saw a letter on Dr. Knox's desk. You need to respect people's privacy. I tried to, but the letter was very troubling. What did it say? It was from an elderly gentleman's daughter. She was the executor of his will. He had donated his body to the school for science. Nothing seems out of line about that. She accused the school of charging excessive fees and taking advantage of her father's estate. Maybe she was unfamiliar with the process. A 500-pound intake fee? I don't think that sounds reasonable. You don't know the details of the situation. Dr. Knox is very respected. Maybe that was the sum total of several fees. I find that hard to believe. I'd leave it alone. Not this time. I need to sort it out. You'll be making a mistake. Then it will be mine to make. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for seeing me, Doctor. When my secretary told me about your claim, I was immediately concerned. Dr. Knox is valued highly in his role as an administrator of the university's medical program. He's also a good doctor, so I'm sure this must be a misunderstanding on my part. I want to clear it up. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. Unfortunately, Dr. Knox should have never been hired as administrator of your school. Why not? The board revoked his medical license eight years ago. Really? That was years before he took the job. Right, of course. Did the board reinstate his license at some point? There is no reinstatement when a physician is found responsible in a wrongful death case. Wrongful death? Yes, it's a serious charge. I'm sure it is. I don't understand how he was able to get the position at the university then. He must have lied and forged documents. Since he's not formally practicing medicine, we are unable to intervene. I see. If you discover that he is practicing medicine at any point, let me know. That is a criminal offense. I will, sir. I will. Thank you.
Dr. Knox? That can't be true. It is. The head of the National Medical Licensing Bureau confirmed it. We have to keep it quiet, Todd, or both of our careers will be in jeopardy. We stand a greater chance of hurting our reputations if we let them continue to deceive everyone. I'm not going to let you destroy my chance of becoming a physician. If we find proof of what he's done, we can expose him. Justice will be served then. No, no! McFarlane, listen to me. Please. I'm going to search his lab. Come with me. If we find something, we'll be on the right side of this. No! And if we don't, uh, we'll do things your way from now on. I promise. Well, all right. Dr. Knox? Dr. Knox? No one's here. Come on. What are we looking for? We'll know it if we find it. Start with that cabinet over there. I'll look in the desk. All right. We're never going to find a letter with his confession in it, you know. I lied and deceived everyone so I could get this position. Well, of course not. But we might find something subtle that's just as damning. I doubt it. Well, we'll know soon enough. Keep looking. All right. McFarlane, come here. What is it? Just come here. Look at these forms. Where did you find those? They were crumpled up in the back of his drawer. It looks like he's taking money from the estates of deceased donors and pocketing it for himself. It could be legit. Here's a bank statement. It has his home address on it. It must be his personal account. 523 pounds on this donor's intake form dated the 19th. And 523 pounds going into Dr. Knox's account on that same date. I don't believe it. This proves he's up to no good. I'll bet this is what he and Jane were arguing about the other day when I overheard them. I hate to admit it, but I think you might be right. What do we do? Let's put everything back in order here, and then we'll take these papers with us. All right. <gasps> what is it? The gardener. There's an article on his death here in Dr. Knox's file. That's impossible. See for yourself. It talks about the unidentified man. <gasps> I told you the doctor knew him. The gardener died just a few days before Dr. Knox started to keep his office shutters closed. I'll bet the gardener peered in his window and saw what Dr. Knox was up to. The doctor must have killed him because of that. That's why he kept his shutters closed afterward, so no one else would see what he was doing. Right. By the looks of it, he must kill anyone he suspects could expose his corruption. Mm-hmm. He has power to do it. No one will question him. You know that janitor's body we worked on a few weeks ago? Yes. He took care of this building. You're right. He probably caught on to something. I don't like this, Todd. I don't like it one bit. Me either. Let's finish it up and get out of here. All set? Yes. Let's go. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, evening, Dr. Knox. I was looking for you. You were? I didn't expect to find you here, though. Uh, we were doing some research, sir, uh, taking notes from the reference book you had on the human brain. It truly is an amazing organ. It is, but that book is outdated, almost ten years old. I just ordered a new book. It should be in next week. I'd throw those notes away if I were you and start over. Uh, thank you, sir. I think I'll hold on to them for a while and compare. Nonsense. 
A doctor with outdated information is a dangerous thing. Of course, sir. I'm interested in seeing what the changes are. I can tell you. Let me see what you wrote down. Maybe you are right. Uh, There's no value in outdated information. I'll throw my notes out. We'll start fresh with the new book. All right. Uh, If you'll excuse us, sir. Certainly. Uh, Before you go, I was hoping you would help me with something. What is it? With the semester coming to a close soon and finals approaching, the program is in critical need of cadavers. You're the most trusted workers I have. Thank you, sir, but we don't have time. We have to focus on studying for our final exams like everyone else. I understand, but this is vital. I can't trust anyone except my best workers to do it. Uh, I don't know. I hope I wasn't wrong about you. I can trust you, can't I? Of course. Absolutely. Good. Several cadavers are scheduled to come in by the end of this week, but I want you to get the one listed on this paper tonight. Florham Park. That's a distance away. It's crucial for our classwork tomorrow. Can I count on you to get it? Yes, sir. We'll get to it tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good evening. You too, sir. What do we do? Well, we have to go. There's no other choice. All right. Uh, Let me get those papers out of the trash before we go. We've been on this road for almost two hours. Are you sure this is the fastest way to Florham Park? According to the map, it's just a little further. I hope you're right. This entire trip worries me. Me too. At least we're together. That's the only good thing about it. Why are we stopping in the middle of nowhere? We have to go the rest of the way on foot. It should be just beyond those trees. What trees? How can you see anything? The moon isn't even out. That's what the directions say to do. Come on. Oh, all right. I've got the shovels. Grab the sackcloth and a lantern. Okay. Are you sure we're going in the right direction? According to the map. Keep the lantern up. All right. I really don't like this. Neither do I. The wind blew out the flame. You hold the lantern while I light it. Sure. Hold it steady. Steady, that's it. Let's keep going. It certainly is a gloomy night. That makes it all the better. Why do you say that? There's less chance that we'll be spotted. I suppose. What what, what was that? Probably just thunder. By the looks of the sky, a storm is approaching. Well, let's walk faster. I think this is it. Where? Shine the lantern on that grave marker. It says, Mrs. Alma Ray Robinson. No, Mrs. Alma May Robinson. That's it. Let's start digging. Hey, McFarlane. What's going on? I'm doing most of the work here. I'm doing the best I can. Well, try harder. That's better. We got it. Let's dig around the edges. I hope it's easy to get out of there. So do I. That should do it. Help me lift it out of the hole. All right. Higher. 
That's it. Let's get the top off. There, put the body in this bag. Sure. The cover just came off. Look. I don't recognize her. It's Dr. Knox's secretary, Jane. What? He killed her like the others and changed her name so no one would be able to find her body. My God. What's even worse is this proves he knows we're on to him. We're probably next. Jeez. Let's put her body back and get out of here. All right. Do you think he's watching? Anything's possible. Let's let's go. I don't like this. Whoa, whoa! Hey, McFarlane. Here. Give me your hand. That's it. Hold tight. Thank you. They shouldn't keep freshly dug graves open like that. They're dangerous. I'm lucky I didn't fall in. Oh, don't don't think about it. Hey, shine your light into the hole. Sure. What's that? It's it's hard to make out, but it looks like Dr. Knox? <laughs> Dr. Knox, what? Oh my god, you're right. That's the the way he's positioned. It looks like he fell and broke his neck. Yeah, what's that next to him? A rifle? Oh, he really was sending us to our death. Come on, let's get out of here. All hell broke loose at the university after that. It was a struggle to get through my schooling with all the pressure and distractions, but I managed to do it. Unfortunately, McFarlane wasn't so lucky. He wanted nothing to do with the medical profession after our experiences. He moved to a calmer environment, America, I think. Ever since then, I've worked tirelessly to keep corruption out of this school, to make it a prideful place to study and work. I'm grateful that the University saw enough promise to hire me after I graduated, and eventually I was promoted to the position of head of the medical program. We've really turned this school around since then. That's why this award means so much. Good can come despite the program's dark past. We can make it better together, as we have. I aim to keep it that way now and going forward for everyone involved, especially the students. Thank you all for this honor. I am truly humbled by it. Good night. Thrillers presented The Body Snatchers by Robert Louis Stevenson, adapted for radio by Barry M. Putt Jr. In the cast was Steve Chambers as Todd Fettis, Jim Gillan as Wolf McFarlane, Noel Boyle as Dr. Robert Knox, Roy Nessel as the clerk, Innocencia Valderrama as the head of Medical Bureau, Tristan Johnson as Jane Galbraith. I'm your announcer, Ann Bodle Nash. Theme music, Dance Macabre by Camille Sanson, performed by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Sound design and dialogue editing, Jay Charles. Recording technician, Caitlin Newman. Recording engineer, Carla Ayala. Production assistant, Robin Candelaria. Directed by David Johnson. Associate producer, Roberta Wiley. Produced by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded at KSVR Studios in Mount Vernon, Washington. This is a Radio Theater Project presentation. This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.